0: Welcome to the Record Celtic podcast It's a quiet week on the pitch for Ange Postecoglou and his players With no week, midweek matches But there's plenty going on around the club in terms of the transfer window And plenty to discuss So, without further ado I'm delighted to say we're joined by the former Celtic striker and record sport columnist Chris Sutton and record sports Michael Gannon To go through the various issues surrounding the club at the moment Lads, how are we today?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Good, to, good to be back on the pod. Good to get the invite and uh, and and back with you two.
0: It's good to have you back, Chris. Good to have you back. Mm, thanks, Michael.
1: Morning, chaps. Yeah, all, right. all good. Um, I, I noticed you didn't join in there, Mick, when uh, when uh, Swanny said it's good to have you back.
2: Well, I would just be polite, let you guys chat away. Everyone's um, <laughs> got this end. Uh, the January, the January Fat Club is well up and running. Uh, You'd be glad to hear Swanny. And uh, there's a bag of apples
0: sitting next to me here, so uh, we're all good. Of course, of course. Always oh, a, always a magnificent sight of January. Yep. Um, <laughs> things, things being refreshed, slates being cleared, um, mm-hmm. and something similar inside the building at Celtic Park. Not so much yeah. slates being, slates being cleaned, but just changes, tweaks, some movement in the transfer window. We're now edging towards the end of it. Uh, less than a week to go, uh, Chris. Celtic's dealings look as though they may be coming to a close. (laughs) Entering the building is South Korean striker Hwang-gyu-oh, and it looks as though that may signal the end for Greek international Georges Giacomakis. Chris, I know you have had a bit to say on that situation in the attacking department in your column in the paper. Um, Where do you stand on the situation with regards Giacomakis being allowed Possibly to go. Obviously, there's interest in Japan. There's interest in America. Mm. Celtic now appear to have moved to to fill the space if it becomes available. Um, where do you stand on this?
1: Um, well, I, I mean, where I stand on it, if uh, well, you know, it looks like this deal is done. Um, done, yeah, but, yeah. So you know that that's done. I I, I think uh, you know losing uh, Georges Giacomacus is, is is a big deal. Ultimately, uh, Celtic want to. Uh, win the league you know that's that's a really obvious thing to say i do obvious quite well but you know you have to ask yourself with with losing uranovic and then losing jackamacus and and you know you can look at this in a in a couple of different ways but but you know will celtic be stronger uh with uranovic out the door and jackamacus um out of the door, uh, Johnston's come in and and looked pretty steady, but you you know will he be up to the level of uh, Juranovic over a sustained period? And with with Jack with I know he's played second fiddle a lot to Kyogo, but every time I watch Celtic and he plays, he almost guarantees your goals, Jack uh, Amakas. Now um, you know with uh, uh Oh coming in. He will be, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in, whether he can fit in quickly. Uh, but it's of paramount importance for Celtic and Ange Postacoglu that he does fit in quickly and, uh, and, and hit the ground running. Because, um, you know, Jakimakus, you know, I can talk about his goals and, and we all know what a good goal scorer he is. But it, it, it wasn't just about his goals. It was about uh, his physical presence, the way he held the ball in. You know, you look at his performance against Rangers in the big games you know always turned up in those games I, don't, I think he was i think he was pretty much unbeaten against rangers he will probably correct me I'd, i always get something wrong but uh but in terms of his presence in those games uh i think he will be a a huge miss um but hans Postakoglu hasn't got a lot wrong in the transfer uh, market there must be a reason why he's let him go whether you know he was trouble around the training ground i don't know but every time he put on a celtic jersey every time he he, uh, you know, uh, went out on the pitch. He always looked like he was a player who was really motivated um, to me. So, I think Jack and Meckers will be uh, a big loss.
0: Michael, planning for the future is obviously something that Ange Postacoglu is keen to do. He speaks a lot about moving windows ahead, you know, being being always being one window ahead when he makes his planning. But just for the exact here and now and the remainder of this season, would you tend to agree with chris that it is something of a gamble to let jamas go at this stage i'll do yeah. a, i'll do again like chris says do you trust Pas Coglo that all
2: oh, we'll will just hit the ground running i think you can i think you can take both stances to be honest with you i mean I think we all think it's a bit strange to let go a guy who almost guarantees goals and something different to the team let him go for a, a, a looks like a pretty kind of mediocre fee um, to a kind of strange kind of destinations. I mean, Japan and, and the USA are all right, not quite a step up in, in terms of a jump to one of the big leagues in Europe. Um, so we're all it's a, a bit
1: arrogant, football. that Mick, isn't it?
2: No, I know, don't, don't, but what I'm saying is that, that usually when you, you look at your average going to Germany, you go, "Okay, Bundesliga, fair enough. Okay, Union Berlin, not as big a club as Celtic, but good league." Um, well, Jack-, so Jack-, Jack
1: and Marcus can go where he likes So I mean, that you know, that's,
2: you know, no, if, yeah. there,
1: if there's a deal to be done, I think the thing, you know, the interesting point you make is about the, the, the size of the fee. You know, yes. I think that most people, you know, w- seeing him go for, uh, uh, you know, for for such a... Ordinary money. Yeah, I mean, very ordinary money. But, you know, that, that smells, I think, to us all of, there must have been a, you know, clause within his contract which allowed him to to move on for that fee, right?
2: Yeah, I think it, what it says to me is that, 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 that Bostler-Coggle wants to chip him out, probably wherever, wherever and wherever. Um, whether it's been a breakdown in relationship between the two of them, he may not just fancy him as a character, he may not, may not really fancy the way that he plays in his team, even though I think, and we all seem to think, that Celtic play quite well with him on the side. Um, but clearly, when the manager doesn't really fancy you, that's you gone. And if you make any noises about leaving, that's you gone. It doesn't he doesn't tolerate any kind of um, ambiguity in the squad. But the great thing is I just want to touch on it there, recruiting players before you sell players, this is a pretty new um phenomenon for Celtic. I mean we're used to kind of things like Ember Dumbelli leaving at the last minute, leaving Celtic in the lurch. Um uh, I think Tierney was something similar. Yeah Celtic recruiting before they sell these guys is is pretty important. The guys in the building ready made replacements, um, whether or not they're up to the same level as these guys, we have to wait and see. But I think Ange Postecoglou has earned a bit of trust from the support because his record in the transfer market is pretty remarkable so far. He's not had many misses in the transfer market, so you've got to give him a bit of faith that he, these guys he believes are going to be important players in his team and, he, and his squad. So it's, it's interesting. And all arrives with a big reputation. He's only twenty-one, but that might also mean that he's he's maybe slightly slightly more content to bide his time. In terms of starting every week, whereas Jackie Marcus said 28 was desperate to start every single week, that wasn't going to happen at Celtic. Um, Would it have made more sense,
1: though? uh, Okay, uh, to to get these deals done in the summer, rather rather than than now, and then that, you know, that concern over whether uh, whether O hits the ground running, you know, whether, he, whether he, you know, because the, the bottom line is, is he will be playing second fiddle to Kyogo. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. We know the way that Ange Postacoglu likes to play. What 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 worries me as, as well is, you know, we're getting to that time of year and we've, we've seen sort of, uh, you know, Ange Postacoglu complain about the pitchers and and Michael Beal complain about the pitchers. Uh, we're getting to that time of year where, you know, the pitchers do cut up and that, that makes the game more of a leveller. And, you know, in terms of physicality, uh, you know, is letting Giacomacus go at this time of year. And you can look at the great run that Celtic have been on. But, you know, is that is is that just a risk too far that, you know, it does it does slightly worry me. I'm not I'm not sort of doubting that, uh, you know, further down the line that uh, that, you know, uh, Ange Postacoglu can't uh, that, that he won't turn um Owing to a player, because you know they brought him in, and um, and you know virtually every player under Ange Postecoglou has improved. But you know there, there's there's always the here and now, and taking care of uh, of the league. And I don't think the league's over uh, nine points. I mean, you know it's a it, it it's a big gap, but you know it's got to play Rangers another couple of times, and who knows with the uh, with the way VAR is run in Scotland and referees and this that and the other, what could happen. Uh, you know, with the, with the remaining game. So, you know, I, I just, I, I just wonder with this one and, you know, I get the point with that Jack you know, it looked like, you know, he wanted out and, you know, I don't know whether it's been disruptive, but as I say, just, just from what I've seen, every time he stepped onto the field, he's uh He's always given his all, so uh, you know you're you, you're sort of letting go of a guy who I think we'd all agree guaranteed goals. So of course it runs the risk, and if anything happens to um, to Kyogo, then it could become an issue.
2: I think it. I think it's less of a risk, Chris. To, to be honest with you, I think because I think, it's, I, think I don't agree. I think the league's done dusted. I mean, still at a nine-point lead. That's but nine that's,
1: that's that's arrogant bollocks it's
2: like not, that. It's not it's not Chris because they're not they've lost one game in forty odd games. They need to lose four more between now so, and, then so, and then so you're
1: so but, but I tell you but but let me tell you this if, if that evidence. is the attitude that people think that it's done and dusted then I mean really well, I mean, at, I mean, it's it's it's, 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 not, it's not
2: impossible. Game of opinions, Chris. Game of opinions. Yeah so there's no there's no evidence to suggest that they are going to blow up which that's what happened now they'd completely collapse there's no evidence to suggest they're really going to collapse. But what I'm saying about lack of risk is Celtic, every summer, are scrambling to put teams together for Europe and uh, the Champions League and all that stuff. I think by getting the deals done in January, it gives these guys time to, time to get bedded in so that by next summer, they're not scrambling for players to look for the Champions League and, and for, um, to hit the ground running next season. Um, We've seen it, we see it last January with uh, O'Reilly, Hitati, Mada coming in, mm-hmm. having a real impact and by the time the season starts, they're, they're up and running. Um, okay, Europe wasn't as, as, as great this year as we would like to, to hoped. But I think by getting these guys early, it gives them time to become part of the club, and it means they're going to be stronger for the start of next season. But but it's the unknown, isn't it? Yeah, and, and, and I, done, I think
1: yeah. I, I think that's the point. And and yeah. you know what what do we know? I know I know Juranovic. You know looked like he was on a stag do when he or been on a stag do when he played at Ibrox. Um But <laughs> aside from that, I think he's been a brilliant servant for Celtic. Yeah, I, I I do. I think um, that you know Happy he brought so you. much to yeah. the team, and no, and the no, same no, with Jack yeah. Amakis. So so therefore these you know so Johnston coming in and uh, and 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 O coming in, you know, can can we do? Do we think that Celtic will be better off with these players in the short term? And that is the risk.
0: You've moved it nicely to the defense. They are speaking about. Juranovic, Chris, and obviously the but what Michael's talking about in terms of planning ahead and, and, and getting ahead of the game with Yuki Kobayashi arriving, Morris Jentz, who was a, a lone player, obviously has served his purpose, it would appear, and is now moving on. Just in the overall defensive thing, first of all, Chris, you touched on Juranovic there, you've spoken about fees in the past. First of all, were you happy that, with, with, with the fee that Celtic got? For Joseph Juranovic, and then can I move it on after that to what you think about the Kobayashi coming in? Are you looking at a potential... He's naturally left-sided. Are you looking at a potential break-up of Star, uh, Starfelt and Karl Vickers? Is he back-up mm. Is it to say Just give us your overall view in the defensive situation. Obviously, Alistair Johnson as well. I've, I've crammed a lot into the one thing that but we'll start with the Joranovic fee. What do you think? Um, again...
1: You know, similar to to Jack Mack, as we you know don't we don't know what whether there was a clause within his contract. Uh, you know, ten million. For what did he come in for? Two and a half, three million. You ten know, it's it, you know it, it's in in terms of um, you know what he's brought to the team, and the sell on. Well, you know, seven seven and a half million profit seems to be pretty good. But you know that Celtic are losing a quality player. Um, you know Johnson has, has has come in over and over a a, a small period of games has you know looked looked the part. I'm not so sure he is as dynamic as uh, you know as as Iuranovic, but you know he's looked he's looked pretty comfortable. I'm not so sure sort of uh, the way Ange Postacoglu liked to play with the uh, inverted fullbacks. At uh, this moment in time, he looks he, he looks as confident as Juranovic, um, you know, did do towards the end. Um, but you know, I I, I I quite like what I've seen. But you know, as ever, we need to see him over a, a, a longer period of games. With uh, with with Kobe Yashi, um, I I'll tell you what is interesting about uh, you know Ange he doesn't mess about, does he? Uh, and in terms of Morris Yentz, he's come. You know, Morris Yentz has come in, and I think he's been. Okay, physically, I think that um, that uh, you know he proved himself. Uh, but I think positionally and on the ball, you know, Ange Postecoglou just for whatever reason didn't fancy him, and the same with Abelgard. Uh, you know, he makes he makes quick decisions. If they're not good enough for him, then he moves them on, and I quite like that. The fact that he's uh, he's he's really decisive but you know what we do know is that uh, that that celtic need uh you know at least three good centre halves probably four good centre halves because of you know the the amount of fixtures the team will play throughout the season uh i still think it will be going some to break up the uh the vickers starfelt combination but uh, he'll be he'll be a bit of a work in progress, and uh, you know from from what I've seen, he's sort of had a had a, had an okay start. But again, I'm not going to get sort of carried away with him. He you know he's looked comfortable on the ball. Um, you know physically, I think that he will be. Uh, you know he will be tested. He got sort of uh, you know tested out by Curtis Main, didn't he? Who's um, you know puts himself about. So you know he'll be a work in progress. So. You know, let's just let's just wait and see. But you know, an, an okay start.
0: Michael, a couple of points to take from from what Chris said there. Firstly, just briefly, could I say or could I ask you? Um the use of the loan market is sometimes not done as well as it should be by some clubs. And having listened to Ange Postocoglu speak after the acquisition of Tomoki Iwata, who we'll get to later, also to Kobayashi, he mentioned both times that He'd been looking at them for a long time. He had clearly was aware that they were that the season that they were taking part in with their clubs wasn't due to end until the end of the year. Is that smart use of the loan system? Bring Jens in rather than bringing a player in that you maybe don't really want and you look you lumbered with him for a couple of years on a contract, quick use of the loan system and cover what we need. Jens is brought in to cover the gap until Kobayashi can be brought in January. Is that good use of the loan market? Is that the way it should be?
2: Oh, without a doubt. I mean it's pretty ruthless. Um, I, mean, I don't think guys come on loan to be unpacking their suitcases. I mean, Jens came in to cover for for Starfield. Starfield's back. Jens get shipped out, and the long-term target is is signed. Um, I think you're seeing as well with Celtic the, the kind of try before you buy uh, method. I mean, Jota and Capital Workers last season, were brought on loan deals and then bought. Uh, I know the deals were, were structured slightly different from from Meda uh, as well. Um, so it, it seems to be a kind of Almost like a little bit of insurance policy. I mean, believe in potentially as backup for Carl McGregor. Hasn't worked out, he'll be, he'll be he'll be gone as well. Um yeah, it's a smart it's a smart way of working. Um it goes down to show that the manager i mean, if used players as, as very much commodities that can be used and then moved on as quickly as possible if it wants not serve their purpose. Um so yeah, it's it's pretty shrewd, I think, as well. I mean, Yes was a, a, a no-risk loan deal. I thought he was okay. But if you're going to sign a guy who you're looking at for a year, uh, a long term deal, you don't need to have a loan sign there uh, on a wage. Uh, and it's just basically a waste of time. So, yeah, it's best to cut his, cut his ties and stick with the, the new guy. Um, and has looked pretty good so far. He's not been tested yet, really. I mean, and Kiss touched on it. I mean, I thought he's cut his mane. First 10 minutes, I think he thought, I'm um, uh, up against a, a pool looking for a china shop here. Um he lost a few balls in the air. But he got to get something him fairly quickly, and he looked good in the ball. It's, it's, it's almost an
0: ideal grounding that
2: Michael,
0: isn't it? The first yeah, ten it's minutes. Of your career
2: it is, it's It champs you up immediately. Yeah, it's a welcome to Scotland, isn't it? Um, yeah. but what I think you see with Kobayashi, he's a long-term, a long-term signing. I think he is the insurance policy. If someone comes in, and buys Carter Vickers, I mean, look at Starfield, I think the likely target for someone in, in the summer is going to be Cameron Carter Vickers because he's outstanding. He's coming to Celtic, and teams are sure looking at him. He's got the lot. I mean, he's got the physique, the strength, positional sense. He's good in the ball. I, I think he's the one that will end up going for big money somewhere potentially in summer. And I think Kobayashi could be the one to to, be, to step into that role. Uh, and then to buy someone else for the future. So it, it's a continual process of evolving.
1: Blimey, Mick has, has move Carter Vickers on already. Anyway, <laughs> thats the you'll
2: answer, be, isn't it? You'll, you'll
1: be move, you'll be moving Postacoglu on soon as well, Mick.
2: Well, his, wow. comments, his comments at the weekend a little bit of warning for, for
0: some people, wasn't it? He was a little hint at the weekend of his own career, didn't he? <laughs> Isn't that what Ange Postacoglu has suggested, though, guys? That the that the yeah. situation is that people will be moved on? Well, well, well yeah, I mean... You know, don't that, get attached so- to heroes. Guys will move. You know, Things yeah. will change. The, the team will evolve. That's how it's going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean it's the same with this pod, isn't it? Really, uh, you know, I've not been asked on for a while now. Um, you know, same with you, Mick. At times, I see they 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 bump you off as well. I think that it's uh, you know from 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 Postacoglu's uh, you know all his words and his point of view. I think we all you know we all understand that things things do change. It's good that you know he doesn't get too, too attached, um, you know, with players and it's Celtic are you know, they are a selling club and, you know, it's it's always been the way. Players who do well, eventually, you know, they, they will move on for more lucrative deals, um, you know, elsewhere we've seen it, you know, happen over the years. Um, but, you know, it's about getting the balance of of winning titles in, in Scotland and being able to compete in, in European competition and, uh, you know, I suppose from the point of view of um, the recruitment which Ange Postacoglu has done, there, you know, virtually every player he has brought in, I think that he has improved. And in terms of transfer uh, fee value, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, the, the, these players in terms of numbers, you know, the numbers would have gone up, which is, you know, the the perfect scenario for uh, for Celtic. But you know, we mustn't lose sight of the fact that um, that that. You know the team want to compete at Champions League level, and that's that's the difficult balance. But it, you know, in terms of Carter Vickers, you know, I'd agree with Mick in, in the fact that uh, the, the clubs will be looking at him, but they'll be looking at all the all the Celtic players. And uh, you know, at this this moment in time, I think Celtic are in a pretty good place. But it, you know, it is one of the it is one of them with the transfers of Juranovic and, uh, and, and by the looks of a Jack O'Macus now, uh, you know, I do think that, that there is a balance and uh, you know, it does, it does slightly worry me whether, you know, Celtic will come out of this window and be better off or, or worse off last January. They were Celtic were far better off with the players who came in and really improved the team, but you can't tell me that, uh, that the, you know, the players who have come in necessarily will be better than uh, than Jack and Makas or Even if they get to that, even if they're at, at the same level, do you know what? I'd absolutely take that. But to, to bring in a guaranteed goal scorer, I'm not so sure it's that easy.
0: Boys, you've dealt admirably with both ends of the pitch. If we could just quickly touch on the midfield. We discussed earlier the, the Timoki Awata. Had been brought in. Callum McGregor's obviously the fixture in there. There's now Aaron Moy, Rio Hattati, Matt O'Reilly, David Turnbull, all in there scrapping for places. Do you think Celtic are well off in that position, Michael, now? And and again, does that suggest with Iwata's arrival, guys like Turnbull are maybe 18 months left on their contract? Is that looking ahead a window again, or is it just a case of taking a a good player when you can get one? I think, again, I think
2: it's future proofing. I think you look at Hitati O'Reilly. Major assets at Celtic who eventually will go for big money, but it looks like Celtic already have the insurance policies on the books already. And um, because I they, they too, McGregor, Hattati, and O'Reilly are, are the three main men. And um, Aaron Moy, at 32, has come in and he's done far better than anyone really expected. He's been, he's been outstanding, especially since the World Cup. And um, but those three are the main guys. But if, if some ridiculous bid come in in the summer or even the next week, still they have got the bodies on the books to cover that as well, uh, already, um, so it is, it's future-proofing, it has got, um, the only thing is, if you're losing these guys, you're losing top quality players, like Chris says, and you're effectively weakening the team in the short term, but in the long term, it may not have that big a damage as it would be in previous seasons, losing these kind of guys, uh, and they've got it all the pitch, by the way, and they've got it in the, the wide areas, I mean, you think if a if Abada if if was sold, or a, even a jota, they've got, Guys like Haktabaiwich as well. Who how, many, how many players are you selling, Mick, in this window? You just said yourself, Chris. It's a selling club. These guys. they have you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. You know. You don't sell
1: half the team. You, you, no, you know. You can't sell all either. the best players. I mean, you, you know, you've you've had Carter Vickers off in the summer. Now you have got Jotter off. Now you got Bader <laughs> off.
2: <dear laughs> at some point, these guys are going to be sold. Otherwise, the model doesn't work. So they have to be sold at some point, preferably for a hefty profit and a lot of money. But what they've got, and at the, the moment, is they've got the replacements on the books already. Celtic are, are actually now in the situation where they don't need to worry about selling these guys, which is a bit of a luxury because in, in previous years, if you sell a Dan Bailey, sell a Tierney, sell a Edward, it, it's difficult to replace you've these guys. Str- you've got to have strength in depth. have strength in depth,
1: and and that you know, and and that's the point. And um, you know, what why have Celtic uh, performed so well this season? Uh, look at Celtic's bench. And that, and you know, Ange Postecoglou is frightened to make changes. Uh, you know, and you know, I think Celtic and Rangers have a distinct advantage. Uh, you know, in in the league against all the other teams because their their squads have have greater strength and depth. So Celtic's bench is is you know is so strong, and that's uh, you know that's been pretty decisive in the run of games, which. Celtic uh, have had this season. Um, you know, it's, it's an incredible run. The fact that they can bring, you know, Haksabanovic off the bench. I mean, Jota sat on the bench for, for a period. Mader, who's, who's been brilliant since he's come back from the uh, the World Cup, was on the bench. You know, uh, in, you know, in the last game. So that that's the beauty. But you know, Celtic. You know, it's about getting the balance between, uh, you know, moving players on at the right time at the right value but also having that strength in depth to compete for big trophies.
0: Chris, of the arrivals this month, obviously there could still be something else in the pipeline before the deadline. But at the moment, it's four in. Um, three from the Asian market that Ange Postacoglu knows so well. How impressed have you been? I know you've touched on it before in your, in your newspaper column just to, to get the value for money. In a, in a market that a lot of people are a little bit reticent to get involved in, um, immediately, it it it's shown good business sense. Do you think?
1: Yeah, well, I think we're seeing you know other clubs in you know in in Scotland, um, you know Hearts are tapping tapping into the J League now, and uh, you know I think that that because of what Ange Postacoglu, is you know has done, and uh, and the sort of I think it, it's it's more. The faith and the knowledge which he has had of that particular uh, that particular market, and the, more importantly the quality of player which has come in at Celtic, I think that that people are you know sitting up and it's opened opened people's eyes. So you know where two seasons ago nobody would have touched that market or you know wouldn't have touched that market in a great way. Um, you know now there is that confidence that these players, that you know the the Japanese players which Celtic have signed, are all technically very very good. So you know in that respect, um, you know Ange Postecoglou's knowledge and the fact that he's able to uh, to to have that sort of first hand knowledge has, has has really helped improve uh, his uh, this Celtic team. So um, you know and he'll be he'll be still looking to go back from the well. Um, I, you know, I reckon in the summer it'll be interesting to see if Celtic make any more moves in this window. Because the one thing which has become pretty clear um, since Ange Postacoglu has been at Celtic is the fact that um, that the sort of you know you read a lot of stuff in the newspapers, but he keeps his cards pretty close to his chest, doesn't he, Postacoglu?
0: He does, Michael. There's obviously two sides to to every story, and as well as Ange Postacoglu knows the market. The players know Ange Postacoglu from his time at Yokohama. Does the fact that it's pretty obvious like, that, that probably the majority, if not all of the boys, of course, Celtic is a, a huge club in its own right, but the majority of them will be coming to play because they know a manager, they know him, they know his style, they know they will be able to work with him. Is is that, is that a suggestion to you that Ange Postacoglu here long long term, that these nope. boys are buying into a project, or are we in a different conversation? There,
2: no, nope, I think I don't think they're linked, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think those things are uh, working. oh uh, have you got any but, job
0: as well, Mike?
2: Well, I, I must admit, there's a quote at the weekend, it jumped off the page for me. Um, you're about Yvarovich, and he said, uh, I've got it here, he says, I think he just wants to maximize his opportunities, to be honest, and I agree with him. That's what all of us have in our careers, a limited time, and we want to take opportunities. So that's but that's what the manager's saying about himself. need uh, to think... So, 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 who does who does that
1: relate to then? So that that, that relates to everybody on the planet, doesn't it?
2: Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, right. I think I don't think he's I don't think he's going to jump a ship anytime soon. I think he's quite with surroundings. He's got work to do. But I also think he's not quite at the stage we got to with Brendan Rodgers by the end when he was kind of blinking in moss code getting out of here. Um, we're not at that stage yet with Anspot and I think he's still got what to do. I think Europe is a big motivation for him, uh, the Champions League. So I don't think City fans are worried in the short term. But longer term, listen, he's what is he, 57, 58, Anspot and he, if an opportunity arises that he likes, then he, then I think it would be a problem for Celtic at some point. Wait, wait, well, you if think I'm, he's getting on a bit, Mick, do you? No, but, listen, he's himself. You've got to make, make the most opportunities in life when you can. But that
1: relates to everybody, Mick. Yeah, so, exactly. You, you know, so, 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 so hang on a minute. So, so he comes out and, uh, you know, you uses that phrase which you agree relates to everybody and you're sort of pinning him on it so uh, uh, and oh, suggesting, it Ooh, there's, there's something hidden in young. there so so he's you know so so for example the Everton job has become available okay yeah. lots of managers linked with that job actually I haven't heard Postacoglu's name uh linked with the job I think it's Bielsa and Sean Dyche this that yeah. and the other uh I mean do you, do you see Ange Postacoglu if he gets offered that job do you, do you see him jumping ship now
2: not a chance for that one no I think he wouldn't touch it with a basketball um purely because the iron the, has got uh, his own vision um, they need to uh, implement it would take at everton it would take him about three years to get to where you need to be in Ever- everton they wouldn't get the opportunity with that board they'd probably go down in the championship as well uh no i think that's he's not he's not asked I mean, that's the job that would, someone who's either desperate uh or mental would take to be honest with you uh,
1: you know, so you're saying all that, but look at the situation he took over at uh, at Celtic. That was a difficult job, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was. But it's a, it's at a higher level uh, in terms of um, the structure of the club. It's far more secure. He was given the tools and the room to do what he wants to do at the club and implement his own ideas. Would you get that at Everton? Well,
1: he came in really late. I think Celtic had lost the league by 25 points. Yeah, uh, you know, thrown straight into the Champions League, so th- that that was that was pretty tough.
2: Yeah, I just think the, I think the Everton situation is a different ballgame. The team that's heading for the Championship, it needs when the, the squad they've got there just now uh, is completely plays the complete opposite way to the way Postecoglou likes his team to set up. And you heard about Bielsa um, backing off because of that that reason as well. And um, I think Postecoglou is very much a disciple of Bielsa. Um, so I, I just can't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see him touching that one my basketball, to be honest with you. If a team, I mean, if an English team higher up the chain uh, came in, then I think it would. It would I reckon they're out. not a big club then. Mate. I'm not they're not a big club, but they're a big club in a terrible state.
0: Okay, Chris, let me put it another way. Do you believe Ange Postecoglou is here for the long, long term? At Celtic?
1: Well, you're going to have to define what long. Five the term next is five it, years. But, next uh, five for years. For the next for the next five years, no, I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be uh, at Celtic in five years but I also don't think that just just more from uh from the way he sort of conducts himself and the way he speaks I don't I don't see him um you know for example if you know the Everton job you know is there now available I am sure he would uh, We'd look, who knows what the Everton uh, Owen and Machiri and, uh, and the Everton board are thinking but I'm sure he's on the radar but I don't see Poster being the type of guy who would walk away from Celtic at this time because of, you know, his more to do with what he says in press conferences, you know, he gets the club is, you know, his, his, uh, his loyalty as much as anything, but, I think further down the line, you know what what we do know, and there's always a pattern with, you know, with Celtic managers. Europe becomes a you know a, a, a big burden. The Champions League does. I do feel at this moment in time that that you know Ange Postecoglou would like uh, a good crack at the Champions League. He was quite bullish going into the Champions League this season, and probably you know would have there would have been a um, you know a a large element of disappointment in the fact that Celtic couldn't, uh, you know, bloody one or two noses and, you know, get a, get a sort of uh, victory, which, um, you know, would have been a, a huge feather in... Um, but doesn't every it,
0: Celtic manager hit the ceiling in the Champions League? Yeah, yeah. And that's... Uh, and Or... or as and, as and, the, that's, the, and, and that's the, the, the point. He says, yeah, the Ajax stuff, that kind of thing, the bruce yeah. stuff, get involved.
1: Yep, yeah, And uh, so, you know, that's... That, 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 you know, that's the dream and, you, you know, building and getting regularly into the, uh, into the group stages. But then where, you know, uh, the comment which Mick says, albeit I think it was a pretty general uh, comment, we don't know what is going to be offered further down the line now. Who knows, you know, what's going to happen at Manchester City, uh, you know, in, in time to come. I mean... Pep seems sort of pretty happy there. Who knows, you know, at, 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 at other clubs down south. But I'm sure the opportunity will become available, um, you know, one day for him to move down south. And it's, it's whether it, it, it fits in and aligns with his thinking. But I don't I don't necessarily, you know, certainly in the short term, um, you know, we talk about... Um, you know, let's get this season out of the way. Nothing's impossible in the summer. But, I, you know, I doubt very much where they'd go in the summer because I think they'll want another crack at the Champions League. And Celtic have got to, you know, make sure they, they nail down the league title first. Uh, but then who knows after that? And, you know, I think a lot will be dependent on, uh, you know, on performances uh, next season. But, you know, there, there will be an opportunity. You know, that opportunity will come for Poster Coglu, uh, because I think suitors down south and across Europe would have, you know, couldn't fail to notice the, the change he has made or the changes he has made at Celtic in terms of, well, recruitment, big tick, but also, more importantly, uh, style of play and uh, the fact that he's turned Celtic into a bit of a winning machine.
0: I can't let you finish this section, Chris, without you randomly picked out the words Pep and Manchester City there when you were talking about opportunities that may come up down south would you see what? Ange Porte has been able to take a club like Manchester City you um, brought them up. Well,
1: well, well we know we know we know there are links uh, or you know they you know they were links with, um, you know, the was it Melbourne and uh, Waver you Manchester? There, you know, the feeder club and this, that, and the other, the Sydney Group, and you know uh, Yokohama as well. I think so. You know, there are there are links there. I mean. You know, I hope I don't get misquoted to you know that Ange is moving to Manchester City next week. But I, I I think, you know, the point I'm making is it
0: All is, I was uh, suggesting is you make that you make that statement I, in, in the sense that Ange Postecoglou is off the standard to go and take a job like that. That's, that's well, what clearly what, you, what you're getting at. I have
2: you <laughs> seen anges <laughs> Ang is Ange, what yeah. say.
1: You drop down again, Mick. You've had a, You're trying to trying to get rid of Ange and all the Celtic players in this pod. the The point the, the point being, uh, y- you know, this. I think that 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 in a short space of time, Ange Postecoglou has turned, uh, you know, uh, a Celtic team round and the brand of football, which is a big deal. A, you know, a huge deal for you know a lot of most team support now in in the way they play. Celtic are a very good watch on the eye. They're a winning machine at this moment in time. I think if you know they have a, they have a reasonable Champions League uh, next next time around. If you know first first of almost getting there, then his reputation and his stock will uh, you know will will sort of. Grow, I think. I think if you look right down south, you look at the likes of. I mean, Steven Gerrard went down from from Rangers to uh, to Aston Villa. We see Frank Lampard. Um, I thought he did an okay. He did a you know a pretty good job at Derby. Went to Chelsea. I thought he did an okay job. Difficult circumstances at uh, at Chelsea. Went to Everton, and that's been a that's been a nightmare for you know not just. Uh, what I call Frank a rookie manager, a bit of a rookie manager, but you know high-profile managers who they've had in the past. Um, you know, serial winners. Benitez, uh, Ma- Marco Silva. But um, well, yeah, he was in he was charge of a, a in charge of a Chelsea team, which uh, you know had a transfer embargo. You oh, know, had had the, had the opportunity, but you know he did okay there. But the point I'm making is 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 this is. I think that your likes of Lampard and Gerrard could be viewed as slightly inexperienced. That isn't something you could level at Postacoglu. And now people have actually opened their eyes to what Postacoglu has achieved over his whole coaching career. I mean, you tell me why uh, a big club down south wouldn't want to come in for Postacoglu. That will happen. It won't happen now. Or they might come in for him, but I don't believe he'll walk away now. But uh, but that opportunity, I'm I'm absolutely convinced will come because of what is achieved over the long haul.
0: Michael, short term, we'll finish it off for today, and thanks very much, guys. Short term, uh, the next match for Celtic is Dundee United at Tanadice on Sunday, happy hunting ground for them in recent times. So obviously, clinched the league title there last season, nine goals earlier this season. What do you expect from Sunday, Michael?
2: Uh, I don't think it will be nine goal thriller. <laughs> <The last laughs> not not um, sure the
0: United fans would have called that a thriller. It's
2: just uh, just yeah, a nine goal game. They shared nine goals the last time. Um, I think. I think, um, United have. have, have that's like
0: that's like me, you, and Chris sharing one England cap. <laughs> 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 exactly.
2: We'll wow. See, like, um, I think United have been improved. I think they've uh, they're showing signs that they're a much better um, outfit than they were back at that point. And they've got, got them a good time. They've chipped to Alpma and they were bleeding goals all over the place. I think they have tightened up and they're a much tougher prospect. But I just can't see them being, having enough to even uh, halt Celtic in any capacity. I think Celtic got far too much at the moment. Um, they've really kicked into gear. And uh, in recent weeks they've got a fairly gentle run of fixtures has allowed them to you kind know, of um, take the brakes off and really go for it so I, I don't think they will have any, any problems really um, but it won't be is is can cruise. can you
1: can you not remember the last game, Mick, where uh, where Dundee United what they they ran Celtic really close, a couple of goals in, in injury time. Yeah
2: they did they played really well. They played really well Celtic Park, mm-hmm. yeah. Um uh, so that's that, that's what I'm saying, but I, I just think at the moment Celtic are really, really in a groove. Um I just think it go far too much to to be to be too. It held up too much by by United, um, but I say, it won't be a, it won't be a breeze. But I think it'll be a comfortable afternoon. See, he, yeah, crossed, did you know crossed, what,
0: memory lane where it all began.
2: Yeah, I and scored my own, I
1: scored the only own goal of my career at Cheddar uh, Dice, but then went at the other end and and scored so. Uh, Look, I've had a you know had a lot of good memories at uh, at Dice. What I do think is that you know it's a it's a really difficult game, and Celtic are now in this uh, period of games where you know mixed calling them a gentle run of fixtures, but you know these are the games now. This this next six or eight games where if Celtic then have that. Um, 9 point gap going into single figure games and it, you know it's going to be really difficult for rangers but i think it's a, it's it's a you know a, a really difficult game and uh, it's all about sort of the, the, the mindset of the players and the mentality and that's been there all season uh, but i've got you know i've got to say and this is this isn't me being negative i'm worried about the loss of jack and you know uh, um you know I hope the you know, oh Yungyu coming in, I hope that he's a revelation. But it does worry me when you know when, when the pitches are starting to cut up, uh, and you know the and, and Celtic aren't gonna be able to play to play their free flowing stuff all the time. But uh, just to have that different option and it's the it's the trust thing. It's actually sort of don't okay, care what anybody else says, when Jacoma, you know, comes off the bench, you think he will get opportunities. And if he does get opportunities, he's that good a finisher that, you know, the, the the goals will come. There's that, there's that belief. Think about, I think um, the St Johnston game. I don't know that he started the game or, or or not, but that, that late goal at St Johnston, you know, uh, think about, you know, I can think about many games where, where he's been so influential. And so it does, it does worry me. And, uh, you, you know, to bring in a sort of work in progress, hopefully he'll hit the ground running. But you know he may be a development player who improves under Foster coaching in the next season, season and a half, and he'll he'll probably have to play second fiddle to uh, to Kyogo. But if anything happens to Kyogo, uh, Jack Amakas was a sure thing, and can we say the same now? And that's that's not being so having a pop of the you know the new boy coming in. It's just. You know, it's all about win, winning titles in uh, in in Scotland. And albeit Mick is, uh, you know, thinks it's all over and they should hand Celtic the title now. It's 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 not the way it works. You know, we're hearing a lot of talk from the other side of the city and how bullish they are and how lucky Celtic are at this moment. Of course, you'd be in, you know, rather be in Celtic's shoes. Uh, but it's an opportunity for Postacoglu and, uh, and his team to put Rangers, or keep Rangers, firmly
0: back in their place. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time, Michael, Chris, and thank you very much to
2: everyone for listening.